0: Welcome back to the Corbett Report. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. It is March of 2023, and you are tuned into Solutions Watch, where week after week, we are examining different ways that you can improve your life and help change the world for the better. And today we're going to look at one of the big, big, big picture issues. In fact, maybe a meta issue as to the existence of Solutions Watch series itself. Because as I have pointed out many times in the past, the fact that you are even listening to me right now is something of a minor miracle. In any other era of human history, you would have absolutely no idea who James Corbett was. You would never have encountered me in any form, let alone this digital form in which you are uh, taking in this content right at the moment. So, that in and of itself speaks to something. A fundamental change in communications technology that has really changed the fabric of society in ways that we are only beginning to comprehend. And if you really want to start deep diving into that issue, if you have not put thought into it and just how important the revolution we are living through right now is, well, then I will humbly suggest you check out my Media Matrix series of uh, documentary um, episodes that were released last year at corporatereport.com slash media, or to check out my online mass media history course, um, which is available at the New World Next Week store and which has six hours of lectures um, on this very topic. And as I say, I think this is an important topic, one that we probably don't reflect on enough, even though we are consciously aware, of course, you are listening to me because of the internet and the type of communications technology that is enabled. But what does that really mean? And as people are starting to become aware, I've been talking about this for years, get off YouTube, we need alternative platforms. People are starting to become aware of why that is important and uh, and why, th- I think it should speak for itself, but the power structure, the status quo, of course, the establishment is afraid of people's ability to simply communicate with each other. So they're going to crack down on that. And they already are. As I say, obviously, the YouTube censorship. Hey, how about deleting the corporate report main channel and the secondary channel and then giving me the secondary channel back for no articulated reason, whatever. Um, Or, of course, Facebook, Insta, whatever, all those social controlled social media platforms and the way that they control. But actually, the problem goes even deeper than that. And if we're not addressing the even deeper problem, our, we can have stopgap solutions, and this particular platform seems better for the moment, and we'll trust more of this centralized option to, trust, uh, to steward over our, our content and our data in a way that we will be happy with. But mm-hmm, those promises generally aren't worth the paper they're not written on, Twitter being a prime, prime example. But I know that people in the audience are thinking about this problem and looking at ways of trying to solve it. And for example, just literally just a couple of hours before I started recording here, uh, I got an email from Jean, Jean Michael, or perhaps Jean Michael. (laughs) I'm sorry, I have no idea how to pronounce your name. So I'll call you Jean. Uh, Here I send to say, do you have a solution watch for those who want to know which web hosters, email clients, etc. to choose from? how to become independent with these big web hoster companies. Well, I think you're kind of implying it in the question there, aren't you, John? It, it, Yeah. How do you become independent when you rely on this infrastructure being provided by these big web hoster companies? It's pretty hard. And undoubtedly, there are web hosts and there are email providers and others that are better than others. And yes, but it is always something of a game. So I've talked about this before. I have Donna Solutions Watch on the subject of email, so I will put that in the show notes. And for the record, my uh, servers since 2011 have been generously donated by eurovps.com, so that's why I'm able to host all of my own MP3 and MP4 videos on my website. So even if I get scrubbed from YouTube or any other platform, you can always find them at my website, thanks to eurovps. So there are those types of answers to that question. But again, I think we need to look at the deeper uh, infrastructural question that underlies this question on the surface. Because yes, you can choose this or that host or this or that communications platform. But if it's not actually decentralized, it's not really safe and secure. It might work for now for the time being, and maybe that's good enough for your purposes for whatever you're doing. But I think if we're looking for more a more thoroughgoing answer to this, it's like we'd have to build out an entirely new Internet infrastructure, but who's going to do that? Oh, wait, actually, there are people that are working on aspects of that problem. So let's look at one of them. Um, You may have heard of Quartal Uh, before, but if not, you should go to Quartal.org to find out more about the Quartal project, which involves a Quartal network, a Quartal blockchain, it involves Quartal apps that are being developed on that infrastructure. What are we talking about here? Well, on Quartal.org, you'll find, for example, the Quartal network, truly decentralized, community-driven, and decentralized from the hardware layer up. Quartal's unique egalitarian minting protocol, not mining protocol, minting protocol, and distributed leveling system is designed to create a more secure and liberating digital world. And there's more information about the Quartal blockchain project, which is not, as with 99% of blockchains out there, just a copy-paste slight alteration of an existing blockchain idea. Um, No, this is a completely unique, written-from-the-ground-up blockchain-based infrastructure platform, which is seeking to become a internet 3.0, a completely different form of network that people will connect through, um, rather than connecting through the internet. Now, obviously, everything that exists right now and what we 're looking at right now we are accessing through the internet as it exists but that 's because you have to build this network out in order to uh, in order to get people over there so that they can communicate on there and that 's already happening so if you keep scrolling down this page there 's there's plenty of information about this network, what it is, how it's set up, what it's seeking to do, um, how it's going to bring freedom to the entire world by securing infrastructure for the next technological generation. A pretty tall order, <laughs> as you might imagine. And so there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of detail to this. There's the establishment of the network, which actually happened in June of 2020. And there was the establishment of a trade portal in August of 2020. Uh, 2020. And then there's the data storage and web DAP decentralized app hosting, which beta launched in January of 2022, the project is still on un- uh, being updated. It's still going through d- different iterations. So if you want more and more and more and more information about it, there's plenty of information on Quartal.org, um, where in the overview, you can find about what is Quartal, latest updates, wiki, and videos, you can join by downloading the core and UI installation. And there's tutorials about that. There's technical details. There's Cortex, community donate. So there's plenty of information to explore if you're interested. Um, that wiki that is advertised here is uh, tons of information on everything from basic introduction about what Quartal is and how it operates to the project model, the minting system, not mining system, communications that are possible to be built on the Quartal infrastructure, including QChat, chain messaging, and chat transaction encryption that trade a portal that opened in august of 2020 and how that works p2p direct exchange also uh, cross-chain um, data hosting uh, voting system uh, at system hardware media related uh, frequently asked questions how to guide node setup guide third-party services as you can see lots and lots and lots and lots of information for people who are looking for the details about this project but also from this overview, the what is Quartal is probably the place most people will start, which is a write-up that, uh, that notes it was written in July of 20. the latest updates. You would want to go to the Quartal status updates. But at any rate, it does have the overview. What is the Quartal project? The Quartal project is a new concept of utilizing blockchain technology in order to provide infrastructure for virtually any ethical system to be built upon. And Quartal aims to, one, rebuild the internet as we know it. (laughs) Yeah, but what else? Two, build a fair, worldwide, trustless, cryptographic economic system. And three, to provide the world with a much-needed and truly democratic approach to some of the most commonly used services on this platform all right so for example they go through um default saved account account encryption and state-of-the-art security measures decentralized peer-to-peer cross-chain trading and encrypted communication decentralized web hosting and data storage um, freedom of speech and information platforms such as social media which can be built on top of this portal infrastructure mesh networking and data service who needs the internet? Who needs the old World Wide Web if you have a truly decentralized network that anyone can connect to at any time? And uh, it, anyway, I think you get the idea—the idea behind this. But of course, how is this being implemented is always the question. So there's a mission statement, uh, principles. There's a credo. There's um, information about the trade portal and about decentralized web hosting, social media. All—all all of these things are addressed here in brief detail with links to much, much, much more detail in the wiki itself. There's a lot of information to take in here, but long story short, this is at least articulating the problem in the way that we were talking about earlier. This isn't just a problem of this particular social media platform is censoring me. I wish some other centralized social media platform would come along and promise to be nice to me, at least until some point in the future, when everything changes, right? Uh, well, how about a more thoroughgoing infrastructure-level solution to this of, hey, we don't need your stinking internet. Anyway, that is the idea behind this. But in order to start delving into the specifics of it, I had a chance to talk recently to, uh, to the Quartal Project uh, Director and Founder, Jason Crow, about his involvement with this, how it came together, what Quartal is seeking to do, and what people can actually do on it right now.
1: So, Cordell is built to be an infrastructure replacement platform. Now, this goes for everything that you use your computer for on a regular basis, from communications to web hosting and application hosting to data storage to the economic side of things, trading and everything, right? So, it's literally built to be a replacement for all digital things, right? It's a base level infrastructure that allows you to build anything you'd like on top of it and it makes use of everything in a P2P fashion and a lot more security. You don't have to worry about any of the same things that you do on the traditional internet when you build on top of Cordel. So that's, that's basically it, there's a lot to it, um, but that's what it is in a nutshell, yeah.
0: All right, so let's get down to the uh, uh, question. Obviously, this is a, a sort of a replacement or a, an alternative internet in a sense, a, t- a completely different infrastructure upon which anything can be built, including presumably social media platforms that, again, function in a truly decentralized sense, being on this decentralized network. Um, at this point, where, what stage of development are you at? What kinds of things c- could be built on Quartal at the stage that it's at right now?
1: Okay. So at the moment, we can do websites. Um, We just got our main communications platform, QChat, to be able to do file messaging, picture messaging, voice messaging. So that is uh, a lot of stuff we're focusing on now, adding a lot more functionality to QChat. Um, Now we're working on what are called Q apps, which will allow people to take their website that they published and turn it into an application. So you'll be able to use JavaScript or any uh, client side language to build an application utilizing the uh, infrastructure that Quartal provides as far as the authentication with the chain and the security of the Quartal data network and so forth. So right now, um, we're really close to being able to do what you mentioned, um, with social media platforms, with video hosting platforms, stuff like that. So we're probably about a month, month and a half away from being able to do those things. Um, at the moment, you can publish websites with videos, pictures, anything like that, right? But at the moment, there is a single public, uh, single publish limit. So you can publish one thing of up to five hundred megabytes. And at the moment, you have to publish one site at once. So there's a there's a few limits there. We're getting cross-name linkings, so you'll be able to use multiple names and link from something on one name to another, so that will help with that, and then we'll expand and increase those limits so it won't be um, as big of a deal with a single published limit. So uh, there's a lot that's coming up. Right now is a really exciting time for the platform because we are working on Q apps, and we've been talking about this for about two years now, so a lot of people are really excited about the, the functionality that we're going to be getting here in the next month or so.
0: You know, I can only imagine the uh, absolute mind-bending sort of stuff that you have to deal with in order to truly lay out a decentralized network alternative. Um, uh, tell us about the community of people who are involved in developing this.
1: Yeah, so we have an amazing development team. So I had been putting a team of people together since basically 2013 when I heard about uh, blockchain and stuff and started trying to design uh, what ultimately became Cordal. A lot of them are still with me, but we've gotten a lot of new people who have come in since Genesis, since the platform has gone live and offered to help out. And our community just keeps growing with more like-minded people who are looking to actually, you know, provide this future, right? We want, uh, an individually sovereign future that allows each individual to build their own destiny um, and we will have a lot of cool things so like um, with the with the nfts that we're seeing on like ethereum and stuff like that we will be able to do that on our names in the very near future as well and our names market just went live too. So now you can you can buy a name, you can build whatever you want on it then you can sell that name to someone else and everything that you've built on it stays there. So it's really, really cool. It's like selling a website application, uh, the, the domain and everything all at once with the data and the followers to someone else who can pick it up where you left off. So that is really cool. So sorry, the community is fantastic. We have all kinds of tech people who are constantly helping people with issues constantly getting you know anything that's that needs to be resolved taken care of we've got an awesome community um, it's just needs to grow a little bit faster now um, because we've as we've seen in the world there's a lot of stuff going on that's not necessarily great at the moment and Cordal can you know provide a lot of solutions for a lot of these things so um, yeah we have a small and awesome community we have probably i think Okay, so our full node network right now, last time I actually checked the number of nodes, we had over 10,000 full nodes on the network, which is huge if you're aware of, like, the number of full nodes on other blockchain networks, like, even Litecoin has less than that, so... It's, it's really showing, demonstrating that our model is working the way that we would like it to, because that was the entire idea, is to get each individual running a node so that everything can actually be completely decentralized.
0: I know there are the tech-inclined people in the audience who may even be interested in helping with the development of Quartal. Um, how would they get in touch with you about that?
1: So we have multiple groups. We have uh, telegram groups. Um, We have the general chat telegram and the tech support telegram, and we have a Discord server. Um, if they're really tech inclined, they just set up Cordal. They can contact us on QChat, which is our communications platform. Um, but, but our Telegram and our Discord are our main two community locations at the moment until we get light nodes and mobile compatibility so we can have QChat on phones without people having to synchronize the chain, which is also coming in the near future. So, um, yeah, they can get in touch with us mainly on Discord and Telegram. Um, you can get all the links on Cordal.org, which is Q-O-R-T-A-L.org. All of the links for our other communities and so forth are there. So jump there. You can get those links. Just come in, say what's up. We've got a great community.
0: Awesome. But probably for the most part of the audience are probably not that tech inclined and probably not willing to be developers. What's sort of the uh, the use case for Quartal that you imagine for these people at this stage of the development?
1: So, yeah, they a lot of the people are making use of QChat, which is the, the most fully developed application that we have right now. Um, so you can use that to communicate completely decentralized and encrypted to other people, right? So um, once we get the, the next stage done, which is in, in progress right now, which is the QChat database, you'll be able to keep messages as long as you like. So then it'll basically be a full replacement for desktop messaging platforms um, and, of course, uh, browsing websites that have been published there already. Um, and there's a lot of really unique information already on the portal network. Um, people can use it for accepting payments for their services. A lot of people have done that. Um, ultimately, when we get a little bit more built on top of portal is when like the everyday Joe is going to get more use out of it. But for now, they can get started minting so that they can start earning court for helping grow the network and they can also start earning their influence in the voting system which will help determine the future of the platform. So they can basically start getting established, getting used to it. The user interface is really simple to use. So the hardest part for people who are not really tech inclined is just getting it installed and set up initially. Once it's done one time, it automatically updates on both the core and the UI side, so you don't have to do any further tech stuff once you've got it set up one time. So really, it's about just getting them installed and set up once, then everything from there is really simple to use. So um, I think, yeah, people just need to come in and talk with us, and I, I've walked hundreds of people through it myself uh, on any operating system, getting them set up. We will take the time to help anyone who would like to get set up.
0: Awesome. And I know Quartal.org has all of this information, documentation, status uh, updates about the project, etc. But are there any other resources you'd direct people to about this?
1: Uh, the wiki, so cordal.org has a link to the wiki as well, which is wiki.cordal.org. That is our main repository of information that's direct from the community and team who's putting all that together. So, um, And it's a very vast repository. It has basically any answer to any question you could ask on Cordial. Um And so that's probably the best location to go. And then, of course, you can come in and ask questions in any of our other uh, communications locations to get direct answers from people in the community.
0: All right, that is Jason Crow of Quartal.org. Plenty more information to be found at Quartal.org, and I will specifically draw your attention to the interview that Ernie Hancock had with Jason Crow a while back, a big two-hour deep dive going into the nuts and bolts of how it works and why the project exists and all of the types of questions that Ernie Hancock asks. So uh, I will put that in the show notes if you're interested in checking out more about that project or how to download Quartal and start using it today. Um, So that is that is something approaching a a base level, absolute nuts and bolts, thoroughgoing solution to the problem of censorship, which again, you can address at the top level, but perhaps we need to address the infrastructural level. Well, there are other ways of doing that as well. Then there are other things that are purpose-built, not just as sort of uh, alternative internet infrastructure, but purpose-built for the uh, social media communication platform idea and one of those that you may or may not have heard of yet is called Bastion not B A S T I O N B A S T Y O N and if you go to bastion.com you can find out more about well you can start immediately browsing the content uh, that are, that is available on ba- Bastion but you can also find out more on their about page which does have the usual explainer how does Bastion work what is Bastion Bastion is an in- innovative social network and video sharing platform Unlike the mainstream social networks, there is no corporation behind it. It is based on the Bitcoin model. Bastion is an open-source project run by a team of developers and experts, and its goal is to provide a community-moderated platform where the freedom of speech is seriously respected. And it goes on to talk about the project originally being created by Daniel Satchkoff, but now encompasses over 25 developers and many volunteers around the globe. It's more of a, a protocol than a platform, since any developer can build its own app on it. And the platform does not run on a single server, but on a network of user nodes that are located all throughout the world. And this means that users are able to get information and communicate, see the content and post as long as they have an internet connection, and only a handful of nodes somewhere in the world are operational. So this is, again, another alternative to going through the uh, the, the beast system of the centralized servers uh, that we've come to accept and expect of social media platforms. And I could go and continue reading through this big about page and introducing the different points to you, but wouldn't it be better to hear it from Daniel Satchkoff himself? So Uh, Recently, Daniel sent in this explainer video where he walks through what is Bastion, how how do you start using it, and what can it do?
2: Today I'm going to tell you about Bastion, a decentralized social network. We know that independent voices are being silenced today. They're being banned from corporate social media, demonetized. Internet is becoming more and more authoritarian and centralized by the day. Bastion is an open source non-corporate decentralized social network that is the answer to this problem, to this banning and censorship. Bastion works like Bitcoin. There are no centralized servers. There's no corporate entity and there's no intellectual property. In other words, the whole code of the system is in the public domain. Open source code means no shadow banning, nothing secret, everything out in the open verified by the public. Very importantly, Bastion is not connected to your personal information. It's not connected to your email or to your phone number or to your name. It is a private network that protects your identity. Registration on Bastion is very easy and quick. You just make up a nickname and you start using it. Let me show you how that works. You need to go to bastion.com and register. You can certainly use the website bastion.com. But remember, all of the internet is now centralized. Therefore, the most censorship resistant way to use Bastion is to download the app. You'll see a banner here to download the app. You can go ahead and sign up. That allows you to access the information without arbitrary censorship. Now, how is Bastion unique? I already said that it is unique because it's decentralized, meaning that it has no central server. We know that frequently apps are shut down just by shutting down central servers. For example, Parler once upon a time was a fast growing app. As it was the near uh, the top of the app store, it was actually stopped in January, 2020, but it wasn't banned from the app store immediately. It was stopped because Amazon shut down its server. With Bastion, that is not possible. It runs on users' computers around the world. There are hundreds of users that run special nodes that allow you to use Bastion, and they're all around the world. They're in different countries. So in order to shut down Bastion, you literally need to shut down hundreds of computers around the world. It's pretty much an impossible task. So once you install the desktop app, you need to register. For that, you will click Sign Up in the upper right. All you need to do is create a nickname, nothing else. Email field here is optional. It is only used if you want to receive notifications about new releases and so on. It's never connected to your account and you don't need to enter it. Then you click join now. On the next screen, you'll be prompted to subscribe to some of the popular bloggers, but you can just skip that and hit next. A very important point is at this stage you will be presented with a private key. It's a 12 word private key. It replaces both your login and your password. This is not Google. Nobody's going to restore your password. Bastion team is decentralized. There's no corporation that has access to your password. So you need to write this down. It's like Bitcoin. You need to keep it. I would write this down on a piece of paper or save it uh, in a safe, uh, safe place and keep this 12-word private key. Once you saved it, you click I saved my key and you go into Bastion itself. Now what can you do in here? Bastion, uh, is not a, uh, a clone or a copy of any particular social network. It's got, it's a portal. Uh, it's a web 3.0 portal. It includes, uh, microblogging. It includes, includes long reads, long articles, video, uh, different kinds of image posts. And now there are podcasts as well. You can navigate all of that on the left. You can scroll down the feed. You can uh, click, uh, three dots if you want to block somebody or if you want to save cost and so on and so forth, you can subscribe to people. I will also talk about the private peer-to-peer messenger in a bit. Uh, the desktop application that I showed you will run even if much of the Internet is down. You know, Internet today is highly centralized. There's something called the DNS service. When you type in a website name, it will resolve to the IP address and get all the information about the website. That can be shut down with, you know, one a click of a button. Bastion desktop application can connect to nodes around the world. And connects to them directly bypassing any centralized internet infrastructure. In fact, this desktop app even works in China without a VPN. Those that know the degree of censorship in China, they will realize that it is no small feat. Bastion is the social media and the technology for post 2020 world. We are now in a world when arbitrary censorship knows no bounds and we are only get it start getting started. As an, as an author or blogger you, on Bastion, you know that your subscribers are on a blockchain. They're an open source code. They belong to you. They don't belong to YouTube or to Twitter or to Facebook or whomever. Because with any change of management in those companies or board decision, they can drastically change their policy, take away your subscribers, shadow ban you, or just ban you outright. The other important part of Bastion is this pocket coin. In the upper right-hand side, you see your wallet. In your wallet, you, you store pocket coin. Pocket coin is a cryptocurrency that's internal to Bastion. This cryptocurrency allows participants in the network that add value to actually earn something. For example, those people running nodes around the world—they expand electricity, they expand computing power, they essentially, you know, spend resources. Well, this pocket coin currency ensures that they can be compensated, and the network and the network is stable. Many decentralized networks do not work very well, but Bastion is very stable, precisely because there is a way for these node holders. To earn money, PocketCoin is also useful for bloggers because they can earn PocketCoin for the content that they produce. PocketCoin derives its value from ability to advertise on Bastion. You can actually use PocketCoin to move up your post to the top. Last but not least, Bastion has an encrypted peer-to-peer messenger built into the social network. You see the circle on the right on the mobile phone will be in the upper left. If you click here, you can go ahead click the plus sign right here. You can create a group or you can invite individuals to have a chat. Remember, uh, this messenger is peer-to-peer encrypted, meaning that whatever you type or you speak, there's also audio messages or even audio and video calls. All of that is encrypted on your side and decrypted on the side of the person you're speaking with. There is no decryption in the middle, so it's completely secure. And the other reason that it's so fundamentally different is that it is not connected to your mobile number, to your SIM card. So Bastion Messenger, Is a really useful way to keep your privacy while you're using the social network, or even if you're not using a social network, just to keep your privacy and and keep your conversations private. To summarize, uh, there are many social media right now that will say that they're for freedom of speech, and that is actually true for many of them. They're started by great, freedom-loving people. The problem is that when you start a corporate social media that doesn't have the open source code base, there are no safeguards. It all depends on the human being that's running the company at the moment. If that human being gets pushed out tomorrow, for whatever reason, by the board or by investors, by anyone, uh, then the company is exceedingly easy to shut down. The social media is easy to censor. You can be banned. So rather than putting your trust into another corporate social media, however well-meaning, uh, and remember, they all started out uh, as freedom-oriented platforms. Twitter, once upon a time, Jack Dorsey said that if there was a free uh, speech wing of the free speech party, Twitter would be it. And look what it's come to. Even Facebook and YouTube were relatively free platforms initially. So the problem is when you're working with a corporate social media, you're putting in the effort, you're helping the platform grow essentially. But then you're, they're liable to turn around on you and start censoring or banning you. With Bastion, that's not possible because it's in the open source code base. It's in the public domain. There's no board of directors. It's essentially run by users because users can choose which version of the software to run. In that sense, it's very much like Bitcoin. So it is the Bitcoin of social media. Bastion is the social platform for you for the post-2020 world. We understood in 2020 that the world is far more um, it's far more centralized and controlled than than we thought, right? So Bastion is a way to get out of that. To use the new generation of social media, to use Web 3.0 technology to make it private, but also to make it resilient. So Bastion set up to resist all kinds of censorship, corporate censorship. Uh, financial censorship technological censorship go to bastion.com i really you can use the website bastion.com but remember i told you that all of the centralized websites that can be shut down at any moment it is much better to download the app you'll be prompted to download it download the app to your pc to your Mac to your Linux also download the mobile apps they're not as resilient as the desktop app but they still are better than the website thank you and uh, I hope to see you on bastion
0: once again, that is Daniel Sachkov of Bastion.com, B-A-S-T-Y-O-N.com. And as as he showed you there, it's quite easy to start get started right away using Bastion. And you will note there is a Bastion.com slash Corbett report. That was not started by myself, James Corbett. It was started by a listener. However, that key has now been transferred over to Matt Raymer, who you will remember from Content Safe, the earlier edition of this Solutions Watch episode from earlier this year, and uh, it's my understanding that Corbett Report material will be automatically posted up to bastion.com slash CorbettReport starting in the very near future, so you can look forward to that if you are on Bastion, or if you're looking forward to getting on to Bastion. Having said that, uh, I, th- at the very, very, very least, I hope people will appreciate that you do not need... An email address, phone number, whatever kind of verification to prove your identity in order to sign up for the Bastion or to download or start using the uh, the app. In fact, he says, don't you know you don't need a name? No, why would you put your name? Put a nickname, put some some moniker on there. Of course, because as the dutiful solutions watch devotees will know out there, right, you are salting your data, right? You're not giving these apps and companies your real name and all of this information. And you're certainly not signing up for controlled... Uh, Platforms like Telegram that ask for your phone number, right? Why would you do that? No, of course not. So I do appreciate the Bastion does not require any personally identifiable information. Uh, But maybe at this point now you're starting to think, oh, okay, I get the idea. So decentralized means blockchain, and there's going to be a cryptocurrency involved, right? Well, not necessarily. There are different ways to envision this, and one of those ways is Nostr. Nostr.com. No, not Nostr. It's N-O-S-T-R which is an acronym. It stands for Notes and Other Stuff Transmitted by Relays. So, no- NOSTER.com is where you can find out more information about Nostr, which isn't a specific app or a specific uh, thing. It is a protocol. What does this mean? Well, from the Nostr.com page, it says, What is NOSTER? NOSTER is a protocol designed for simplicity that aims to create a censorship-resistant global social network. Let's unpack that a little. It's simple. The protocol is based on very simple and flexible event objects, which are passed around as plain JSON and uses standard elliptic curve cryptography for keys and signing. The only supported transport is WebSockets, connections from clients to relays, this makes it easy to write clients and relays and promote software diversity. It's re- resilient because Noster doesn't rely on a small number of trusted servers for moving or storing data. It's very resilient. The protocol assumes that relays will disappear and allows users to connect and publish to an arbitrary number of relays that they can change over time. It's verifiable because of the cryptography cryptography, and uh, why we need Noster. Um, social media has developed into a key way information f- uh, flows around the world. Unfortunately, our current social media systems are broken. They use your attention to sell ads. They use bizarre techniques to keep you addicted. Refer to point one. Uh, they decide what content to show you based on a secret algorithm that you can't inspect or change. They have complete control over who can participate and who's censored, and they're overrun with spam and bots and um, there's much more information to explore about what Noster is and how it functions. But I think it's important to understand that what is being talked about here is not a particular app or a particular system that you sign up to. No, this is a protocol that can be used by, you can use this app or this app or this app, or you can develop your own or a combination. And on every single one, you could actually have all of your messages you just publish it once, and it could publish to this app and that app, and it doesn't matter what app people are using, they can follow you. And if some app gets taken over and censored and they scrub you off, you've still got all of your information, all of your messages are still there, which is important because you might recall when the Corporate Report YouTube channel went down thousands of videos disappeared in the blink of an eye. Luckily, I preserve all of mine and host all of my videos myself because I know, I knew and I know what's coming. Censorship is coming, so I, I have preserved all of that on my end. But what if I didn't? What if I didn't have a backup of all of those YouTube videos? They'd be gone in a second and that has happened to creators. So here's a protocol by which you retain all of your information and you can You can sign up and you can choose to be on this platform or that platform, and you can take your data and move it at any time. This is a big concept to bite off and chew, so to at least start broaching the question of what is Noster and basically the basics of what it is and how it operates, I'll refer to this handy-dandy video from Rhett Reisman.
3: All right, guys. So I think because this whole like decentralized technology thing gets so complicated when you're just talking about it without some sort of visual representation, I thought that it would be good if I could sort of draw out Nostra's architecture here for you on the iPad. And hopefully this is going to give you a really good understanding of how Nostra is different than Twitter. Okay. So if you think of Twitter, it's a private company, right? And the whole app really exists within this private company box, right? So there's users and these users have, you know, profiles and the users have the ability to make posts into this like giant feed that everyone is reading from. But if at any point Twitter gets mad at a user, Twitter, this private company, some guy at this company can just say, okay, you know, Elon Musk says, I don't want Rhett to post on Twitter anymore. And so then I'm gone. And all the messages that I wrote, if I wrote that message and I wrote this message, all those messages are gone too. So how does Nostr fix this? This is gonna be Nostr. Couldn't find a Nostr logo, so you're just gonna have to pretend. And so what is Nostr? Nostr is just a messaging protocol. And that's, you know, really fancy words. What the f- is a protocol? A protocol is just in this case, a standard that says that if you give me a message that is in the case of Noster, just a bunch of text that's formatted as JSON. If you give me a bunch of text and it says it's from, you know, Rhett's public key, and the message is hello world. And it could be from anyone. And it could be any message. If you give me something that's of this format, Noster is going to recognize what this is. It's going to recognize that this is a Nostr message is going to recognize that this is something that we can show on the Nostr protocol on the Nostr network. And so how is Nostr showing these messages or how is Nostr surfacing these messages? Nostr has something called relays and the relays are basically just channels that host messages. So these orange lines that I just drew here, these are going to be the relays and living on a relay is all these different messages. So we can see here, maybe the white messages are messages that I'm posting. Maybe the purple messages are from Elon Musk. and maybe the green messages are from Joe Biden. And so if you subscribe to any of these relays, my messages are on every relay, as you can see the white messages right there. But if you notice Elon Musk's purple messages, they're only on two of these relays. And so maybe this third relay is saying, I don't wanna host Elon Musk's messages, but I'm cool to host Rhett's messages and I'm cool to host Joe Biden's messages. And then maybe I do something that upsets, you know, the guy that's running this top relay and he says, all right, I'm done with Rhett, get rid of all of his messages. we're not going to have him on our platform anymore. And so now on this first relay, it's just Elon Musk's messages. But that's totally fine because if my followers just subscribe to the second relay or this third relay, all my messages are still stored on those relays. And if those two relays were then like, yeah, Rhett sucks, we're going to get rid of his messages too. What I could do is in my house, I could just get a Raspberry Pi or some sort of small computer. I could host my own Nostra relay because the ability to host a relay is you know, totally open source. Anyone can do that. And I would say, all right, you know, no one wants to host my messages. I'm going to host all my own messages on my own relay. So this is gonna be called Rhett's relay. And let's say I get totally removed from these other ones. So I've been totally removed and now all my messages just live on my own relay. What I can do is maybe there's some fourth relay up here that a lot of people are subscribed to. I could say hey this relay doesn't hate me. I'm willing to pay you know five dollars to them a month or something and they'll host all the messages on this relay on this relay. And so now I'm back into, you know, the public consciousness of relays that, you know, people are actually using and subscribing to. And in reality, if this goes to scale, it's not that there's going to be four relays, it's that there's going to be like, you know, 1000s or hundreds of 1000s or millions of relays, and I'll have the ability to talk to somebody, you know, maybe if everyone in the United States hates me, maybe some guy in Kazakhstan doesn't hate me, and he's willing to host my relay, he has a really popular relay, it's not as big as the New York Times' relay, but you know, it's enough for me to get my message out. And so if I back up all my messages to my own relay, I'll have the ability to go talk to someone else and get my messages put onto their relay as well. Because it's unlikely that everyone in the entire planet hates me. And so then the third piece to all of this is what's called clients or applications. So there's these relays that are hosting messages, but how do we as just regular people that are not, you know, super hardcore techies, how do we interact with these messages like we would on something like a Twitter. So there's a big client on iOS right now called Domus, like Nostradamus. And Domus is very similar to Twitter. If you open up the Domus app, it looks really, really similar to Twitter. So here is what Twitter looks like. And here right next to it is what Domus looks like. So you can see that Twitter is maybe a little bit more aesthetic than Domus, right? It's got its little logo. It's got my lists up here and stuff. But Domus looks really good. It's basically the same. The functionality is basically the same. You've got DMs down here, you've got sort of a search functionality here and you've got notifications down here. And you've got the ability actually to interact with Jack, the founder of Twitter. He's actually a huge fan of Domus and of the Nostra protocol in general. It seems like Nostra is sort of fulfilling his vision for what he wanted to build over at Twitter. So Jack gave some funding to Nostra and right now Domus is a really cool place. You're able to interact with a lot of these guys from Bitcoin Twitter. In a much more private setting, obviously, than having to like sift through all of the crazy- that's over on regular Twitter, where there's you know millions of people trying to compete for attention. There might be some open source clients, but clients are basically just private companies. Here's another client called astral.ninja. And this is a desktop client. You can see the user interface of astral.ninja is pretty meaningfully different from Domus and Twitter. It kind of looks the way that Twitter does on desktop. But what's really interesting here is you can see, I took these two Domus and Astral Ninja screenshots, you know, just a couple seconds apart. And you can actually see that the messages are exactly the same, right? So I'm getting the exact same messages on both of these services because they are just looking at a bunch of different relays. And there is some relay overlap probably between these two services. And so if they're both taking all the messages from like these 10 relays down here, then the messages that I see when I use each of these totally different applications is going to be exactly the same. And you can sort of think of it as if like you open your internal company Slack and you're able to, from your Slack account, send messages to Twitter, or maybe from your WhatsApp, where you're just DMing with your friend, you are then able to DM the same friend over on Twitter and have the exact same message conversation across both of the apps. You can see here in astral.ninja is a good example. There's this messages tab. It would be like if this messages tab, if we opened it up in Slack, exact same messages. So like during your workday, you're able to interact with whoever you're talking to over on astral.ninja, but you're also able to just, you know, have have the same conversations that you're having in your internal company Slack because maybe your internal company Slack, you know, it looks at the internal company relay but it also looks at one of the relays that is public that, you know, actual.ninja is hosting. So hopefully these visuals are helping it make a little bit more sense to you. I know I was very confused the first time I heard all of this like, oh, it's a protocol, it's a relay, you know, what is a client? What's what does domus do? I was really confused the first time I heard all those things and I hope that seeing it visually was a big help.
0: Alright, we'll stop the ride there. That video does go on. I will include the link to the full video so of course you can continue exploring that at your leisure, as well as an interview with the founder of Damus, which is one of the clients through which you can start using the Noster Protocol and taking control of your own data and information and carrying that around to different clients. Um, and so that idea, there's a lot to explore there. But at this point, there are probably two types of people in the audience. they are the type of people who are tech-inclined and interested and already starting to dig into the technical details of Nostr and how it operates. Mm, but you probably already know about Nostr if you're that inclined. And the other larger section of the public going, eh, well, whatever, I don't know, does this work for me? How do, do I have to sign up for something? How do I start using it today? Well, you can not start using it today. As, as has been indicated, there are a number of clients through which you can start Uh, accessing and starting to use Nostr, the Nostr protocol. But here's one client that has recently come online with Nostr capabilities. That's Minds.com. That's right. The alternative free and open source uh, social media network that you will remember From my previous conversation with Bill Ottman, the founder of Minds.com, back in the wildly unpopular alternative social media series that I did a few years back, back before censorship was a big topic. I'm glad I'm glad people are finally catching up with the Corbett Report. Anyway, yes, if you go back in the archives from 2018, I had a conversation with Bill Ottman at that time about Minds.com and what it is and how it operates. Um, so you can go back and refresh yourself with that conversation, but uh, perhaps more to the point of today's conversation, there's a lot that's been done and upgraded and new stu- new functions and features and functionality that's coming online with Minds.com uh, even today. So of course, I'm up at Minds, Minds.com slash corporate report, and uh, all of my stuff is being posted there now. Again, thank you to Matthew Raymer of Content Safe for putting all of my posts up on Minds.com to make sure that it is hosted there as well. But in order to get an update about what's new, including the NOSTER functionality um, and compatibility at Minds.com, well, we have this update from Bill Ottman himself.
4: Good morning, Corbett Report. My name is Bill Ottman. I'm founder of Mind. that's Minds.com, M-I-N-D-S.com, or on the app stores, or if you hate the app stores because they are censorship machines, then you can go directly to Minds.com mobile and download the APK yourself. So why is Minds different from other alternatives and what benefits does it have? Minds is fully transparent with 100% open source software. You can go to developers.minds.com and inspect it yourself. You can fork it, you can use it, you can make your own app. You just have to give attribution and share your changes with the community as well. Absolutely essential that we have open source software and algorithms. Elon has been saying that he, is going to open source the Twitter algorithm said he was going to do it last week still not there we are waiting to see what happens on that next privacy we don't require any personal information to use mine so you can use it anonymously if you wish we have end-to-end encrypted chat and we definitely do not use spyware or sketchy tracking analytics tools like Google Analytics you have to remember when people put Google Analytics on their site, they have become an agent of Google. So there are open source alternatives for analytics engines, um, which I recommend people look into if they're running a website, even if it's not a a whole social network. If you're just running a random blog and you put Google Analytics in it, you are hurting the cause. You're hurting your own cause, um, assuming you care about these types of issues. Additionally, we're very focused on creator monetization. We do rep share programs. We have token rewards. You can get views for the tokens that you earn when you boost with them. We are rolling out a uh, partner's program similar to YouTube, but guess what? Our ad network is fully native and uncensorable and no one can tell us what to advertise, so not going to deal with the same demonetization problems that people were facing on YouTube. Additionally, potentially most importantly, decentralization and sovereignty. We have integrated with the Nostr protocol, that is nostr.com, where you can see some information about it. Nostr is a decentralized relay protocol, protocol where you have a key pair which signs all of your events, all of your content, your followers, and those events that you sign in the background your your experience feels the same. But your data essentially is portable to you. So you can use Minds as a client on Noster or you can take your private key, go into another app on on, on Noster like Damus, upload your key, and all your stuff is there. We don't want to lock you into our network. We want you to want to use our network because you enjoy it, but we absolutely don't feel as though we have a right to your identity or content and whatnot. That's one of the most malicious things when people get banned from big tech networks is that their years of work in terms of building up a follower base Are just gone because you can't get those followers. You can't contact them. You're 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 starting from scratch. Lastly, we have free speech Mines is a US-based company. So we align with the First Amendment as much as is possible. We have no desire to ban anything really, but if it's illegal in the US, we have to ban it. We have a jury system to keep ourselves in check so that if we make a mistake and someone appeals it, it actually goes to a randomized group of 12 active users to vote to potentially overturn us. We're gonna be expanding the jury program in in the future last note that I would say is you know as you're looking at all of these different alternative social networks the the list of items that I mentioned above transparency with open source privacy rewards decentralization and free speech it has to check those boxes particularly the open source component I know James has been huge on um, open source intelligence open source journalism and we we need to have this be a requirement for future networks. If they're not going to be transparent with us with what the code is doing, then it is literally not worth using or using only to the bare minimum. Thank you so much. You can find me at minds.com slash ottman. Hope you guys will also come check out James there at minds.com slash corporate report. Have a great week. That was Bill Ottman of
0: minds.com and you can go to minds.com Today, to start exploring that free and open source social media network and its new Noster functionality, which is important. I hope people will understand the importance of this. It is part of the decentralization of identity that I think people still probably don't grasp in its full implications because, as it exists right now on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook, on all of these controlled centralized platforms, they control. You, your content, who you are, your name, your follower list, um, all of that information is kept in their central servers, and when they flick the switch, as YouTube did with the Corbett Report, boop, gone. No way to connect with these people who are following you. No, no recourse to get your, all of that uh, content that you uploaded and created. Nope, it's just gone they they flick the switch. Well, with Noster, you get to control that. It's the decentralization of identity so that you get to be portably carry it around to anyone you like and connect up to multiple different uh, platforms and apps and what have you. Great. So, uh, there's a lot of ideas. I hope at the very least, I hope this this uh today's edition of Solutions Watch has flipped the switch for people to realize that there is a lot going on in this space right now and a lot of different ideas. And we've only scratched the surface today. We've looked at Quartal and at Bastion and at Noster and at Minds.com, but there are many, many other ideas out there. So if you are a Corporate Report member and you have a preferred uh, decentralized communication method leave it in the links and the show in the comments down below. Uh leave the link and the description down there. I'm sure everyone would be interested in checking out some more ideas. There are there are many more out there and more coming online every day. And let me just f- finish with this pep talk encouragement for people out there who are inclined towards helping out, contributing, developing some of these projects, contributing to the, the the coding or whatever it is that you're able to bring to the table, or perhaps creating your own project, I would just say, well, 30 years ago, people were scoffing and laughing at those computer dweeb nerds who were sitting there wasting their time. You know What, you think everyone's going to be talking on computers in 30 years' time? Well, now everyone, of course, is on Facebook and Insta and Twitter the the very same people who were mocking the trailblazers of the 90s are the ones who are now slaves to the uh the centralized uh shadow of the former internet uh in the 2020s and the people who are trailblazing in the 2020s are the ones who will probably be the ones setting the next the next precedent for the next stage of communications development so For all the people who are out there contributing to ideas like these and coming up with solutions, my hat's off to you. Keep up up the good work and doing what you do. On that note, plenty of information will be in the show notes at CorbettReport.com. Lots of links so you can start really digging in to some of these ideas. At any rate, I think that'll do it for today. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. Looking forward to talking to you again in the very near future.